Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi, this is PJ, your host of The Bee's Knees podcast, as well as Knee Radio One. If you're listening to either, you can always listen to the other they're both available. You can go to knee-radio-one.com and you can find the feed for the radio station 24 hours a day filled with all kinds of different themed programs about different aspects of knee surgery and recovery. Right at that homepage, you can find the information about what's running when. Right up next, we've got a beautiful interview, very short, uh, with Noah Hyman from First Health Physical Therapy. He is in Manhattan New York City, having gone through a whole bunch of things, including getting COVID-19 early in the days of the um, virus here in New York. But now Noah is successfully through that crisis and his business is very different, running a physical therapy clinic. Now it's a much bigger field that he can play in, in terms of care. And he's doing a lot of remote care 100% remote care, which is fascinating. So this is my conversation with Noah Hyman coming up next here on Knee Radio 1 and the Bees Knees podcast. Hi, this is PJ. We're here on Knee Radio 1 and uh, the Bees Knees podcast. I'm here with Noah Hyman from First Health Physical Therapy in New York. And we're going to talk about life over the last six months during this uh, crisis virus, exciting time, and how business has adjusted what life is like, what what goes on in a physical therapy clinic, usually very hands-on in, in the age of worry, worries about being hands-on. So first of all, Noah, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Thanks, PJ. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. Me too. And just for everyone's sake, Noah is one of my favorite friends in the world. He uh, and I have worked together in the past, and I've gotten to know his clinic and his operation on 57th Street. And so I'm, I'm really glad that you're here, Noah. So let's talk about you. Let, let me hand the, 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 the microphone over to you. Tell us about the last six months, how you've adjusted, how that's worked. No, sure. Uh, definitely uh, COVID has had a shock to you know, every business in the country and the world. You know, as everybody else is, you know, things are probably doing really well the first quarter of 2020. Then all of a sudden it stopped. So every com- company is pretty much shut down and has gone from you know 80 to 100% capacity to zero capacity. You know, it's definitely been an interesting time, you know, challenging time as well. But I think the companies that are you know true to their product and true to their service, you know, will hopefully come out on the other end of this. You know, making sure you know you run fiscally smart. Uh, you know, having experienced COVID-19 firsthand, I don't recommend anybody getting it kind of slowed things up a little bit for us in the beginning. Uh, but now that I'm fully recovered and, you know, our, slowly our services are coming back, obviously we're not going to be 100% full because, one, you have to do more cleaning. Two, this pandemic is still here. But I've noticed that, you know, I've been doing a combination between telehealth and in-person visits recently. And, you know, it's been breaking about 50-50 in-person office and telehealth. I've been really surprised. You know, I wasn't too sure about the telehealth, but it's been very successful, and our clients have been doing really well with it. Uh, I've been able to, you know, treat people who have back pain, neck pain, without them coming to the office in almost the same amount of time as I've been doing it in the office, which has really surprised me. 
gotten a couple of people in three, four visits, totally pain free, full range of motion, and back to what's considered normal activities these days. So I've been really pleased with the, the telehealth aspect of things. It also makes it safer for people who have, you know, immuno problems or health risks and they don't want to travel out, don't feel safe traveling. But there are those people who still need the in-person stuff. So that's been, uh, you know, a different challenge as well, making sure we keep social distancing, spacing out our appointments so we don't have too many people in the office at the same time. So we've gone to like hour treatments to kind of keep people away from each other. We have two designated areas so we don't have people next to each other. So we're keeping at least 10 feet apart. Become an expert cleaner. I didn't think that was going to be a skill set that I was going to acquire in life. But, uh, you know, we're making sure all the therapists have face shields, masks, gloves when appropriate. And we're using, like, disinfectants to make sure the area is clean. And all surfaces that the person's been around have been cleaned. So that makes it a little bit more time labor intensive for us in between clients. But uh, it makes it a safe environment. And everybody who's come into the office has said, you know, I, I feel safe in this environment. I know you're doing the best you can for us. It's an airborne thing. So we're always at risk because it's an airborne thing. But, you know, we're doing our part to make sure it's safe. And people are starting to come back in and they feel comfortable coming back in. You know, and it's been working out pretty well. I think it will be a slow climb back. But uh, we should be there. I think we position ourselves to be on the other side of this thing and hopefully doing just as well as before. I think you're right about positioning ourselves. And, you know, you're in the middle of New York City. I mean, you couldn't be more in the middle, right on 57th Street across from Carnegie Hall. This is midtown, full action, hundreds of clinics uh, in every direction, you know, uh, uh, so fellow therapy clinics. It's amazing to see the downturn and then this sort of slow roll back as we're struggling to find our way to normalcy. I, I'm really interested, Noah, can you do pure telehealth or is it something that you have to, you got to see them in person once, twice? I mean, there's got to be some amount of in-person time, I would guess. No, actually, uh, as I said, as I said, I was surprised. You know, I said I'd be able to treat three, four people with neck and back pain. Never came to the office once. We did a, wow. a telehealth screening. I have them do all the motions for me. I have them touch a certain spots. They point with your finger. Where does it hurt? Then we go into our normal evaluation. You know, how does it hurt? When does it hurt? Does it travel? Does it radiate? Or is it focal? You know, and I do all my pre-questionnaire. Before I do my physical examination, I had to go through my normal evaluation. So I pretty much asked all my questions so I have a full sense of what's going on with this person. Obviously, it's not as good as having my hands on somebody to feel the motion, but it's been pretty good. Like I position it so that I can, you know, as I do these more, I know how to position the person so I can see what I'm looking to see. It worked out really well for them. You know, there are some people who still need that in-person stuff. So maybe I have them come in once every two weeks. So, they, hey, I got to go in and do my manual technique on you, and then you go back to telehealth. You know, there are some people who just still they need that manual touch. They need that mobilization technique or that release technique, and they have to come in. But I try to get them in for like two weeks on, and then I say, let's try going out and back to the telehealth. There are restrictions on a physical therapist treating patients by state, right? I mean, you can still, even with this much wider audience, you still have to treat patients in New York State. Is that right? 
Uh, no, they've right now they've been a little bit lenient, so that as long as they're on service and stuff like that, they've opened up some stuff. You know, every it changes every week, so I gotta go mm. see what they're doing for us for next week. But they've been a little bit liberal right now until I think you know it stabilizes a little bit. I'm sure it will go back, but you know, there's a push to make you know PTs a na nationwide thing. They're starting to see the value of us, and they're starting to see the success that physical therapists are having with telehealth to open it up a little bit more. You know, some states and some insurances don't allow for telehealth, but a, you know, a lot of this insurance companies are starting to acknowledge telehealth for physical therapy. And you know, as we keep getting results, sure there'll be some pressure on them to acknowledge it in all states. Hopefully open it up with the New York City, you know, I think it should be a national uh, board test that we take. Some states have collaborated. So if you're licensed in one state, you can practice in these surrounding five states. You're starting to see states starting to collaborate together, like the Northeast did with the COVID in purchasing of PPE. I'm sure down the road, they'll probably say, you know, if you're licensed in New York, you can work in New Jersey, and vice versa. This is a catalyst for a much wider business, potentially, for those that can do what you're doing and get the word out and market themselves to do pure telehealth physical therapy across the state, or as you mentioned, maybe eventually, now with leniency, but maybe over time, across a region, across the country. That's fascinating. Absolutely, you know, I've had some requests from, you know, a patient who's in Dubai, and he said, you know, can you do telehealth with me internationally? I'm like, I don't think I can do that because I'm not licensed in your state or your country. But uh, that could open up the world, you know, to people to have access to quality care around the world. I don't know how it's gonna work from country to country, but you know, that could definitely offer exposure to a lot of more people getting the services they need from various clinicians. I, I want to make sure we share this right now, then I have a couple more questions for you. Uh, but how do we reach you? How do we find you if we are somewhere else and we want to uh, reach out and call you and, and sign you up and do some telehealth? Uh, how, do, how do we get to you? Sure. Um, you can call me on a telephone number, 212-421-1740. You can go to First Health pt.com to get all the information for our company about how to email us the forms and reach our office via email. You can also try us at firsthealthpt at verizon.net, which is our email. And those are three ways you can get to us. Are there certain therapies that do not work with telehealth or are there some that work better than others? For people out there that are listening, you know, they may have knee problems. They're listening to a couple places, you know, Knee Radio 1 and the bee's knees are all about knees, but but uh, you do lots of other stuff besides knees. What are the maybe the, the things that we should think about when, when we're thinking about telehealth with you? Some of the pro-surgical stuff, you probably need some of the hands-on stuff early on. But, you know, if you're having, you know, neck pain, back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain, you know, I think that we've set it up so that you get more comfortable with it and that you can pretty much get everything addressed. Uh, you know, knee pain too. You know, you know, there's certain techniques you can do. You have to teach patients a little bit how to do the self-mobilization techniques for themselves. Sometimes it takes, you know, one or two sessions to get the hang of that. But, you know, I don't really progress people until they demonstrate they can master the technique. So I'm not going to give you five different things to do if you can't do the one thing right. So I think, you know, with our careful instruction, I put the video on myself and I make sure they see me do it a few times and then they start trying it. And then once they have the hang of it, I clear them to start doing these techniques themselves. And, you know, it's worked out really good. You know, people with meniscal injuries, you know, if you get the technique right, you know, it works out really well. You know, my philosophy has always been let the patient treat themselves a little bit more. 
to make sure their technique is right. And then I step in with my manual techniques when they're getting stuck or they can't get to that technique. So I always use myself as an assist for the patient. I always want the patients to be able to manage themselves, know that they're not going to be in physical therapy the rest of their lives, that these are tools for them to self-manage themselves, get back to life. You know, that's my greatest thing I like to see is people back in action, having fun, spending their time with their family and friends and doing the things they love. Okay, that's really interesting, Noah. I I have been stuck in Manhattan, in the lower Manhattan, in an apartment working from home for five months now. And I've been worried about some of the traditions, you know, that we have from dining in restaurants to shopping oh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to physical therapy clinics, right? And, and the fact that people have concerns. And it sounds like you've addressed the concerns, A, oh, we're going to be safe if you visit. And we have separated spaces, we're using masks and gloves, and we're, we're wiping things down, and we're good. And then the fact that you can do, it sounds like, in some cases, 100% of the same great care remotely that you do for those that can get to 57th Street, right? So yeah. that's not a bad thing. That's a giant good thing for your that business. Amazes me, yeah. Who would have guessed? And yeah. I'm sure that you know, things will moderate as time goes by and they may pull back a little bit, but I don't know. I, I think the world is used to Zoom, which is what we're using right now, and is used to already having meetings and interfacing and networking and all those things that people do for business now remotely. And suddenly you're turning that into the, you know, opt great care. I, I'm, I'm really excited for you and your business. That's great. You know, I'm still staying true to my form of one-on-one care. Okay. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're doing it on in-person or at telehealth. And, uh, All right. You know, okay. Here for you guys. If you have any questions about anything in particular, feel free to contact me. And I would just say we're friends, Noah and I, and I've been in his clinic a number of times and the, the staff, the people, the quality of the work. And, and frankly, I've spoken with some of his patients and they are absolutely so loving the service. I, I've heard you called uh, a number of times a gifted physical therapist. So oh, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'd just say a lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, well, thank you, Noah, for this. This is great. Thanks a lot, PJ. I appreciate being on. Looking forward to helping you out anyway I can as well. You got it. The Bees Knees podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.